the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwelladulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. Okay. Today I want to start by going back to the episode, Are There Undateable Men? That was a couple episodes ago, and I won't get into the details about what that was about. You all are welcome to go back and check that out for yourselves. But the reason that I'm bringing that up is because I saw an interview with Venus Williams the other day. And for people that don't know, Venus Williams is the oldest sister of Serena. They both play tennis. They both won multiple Grand Slam titles, things like that. I'm assuming that you all know that. So... Yeah, but, you know, just for the few people that didn't, like there might be somebody in Gaza that might not know. And for the record, for whatever reason, there are people in Gaza that have listened to this podcast. Go figure that one. I can't. Anyway, she was asked if she was single and she replied that she was very single. Okay. And then she followed that up by saying that maybe she's undateable which made me think to back to that undateable episode and the things that I said in that episode. What was disappointing to me though, was that there was no, there were no follow-up questions. Like I, and it's not that I really expected there to be any follow-up questions, but it would have been cool if someone would have asked like why she felt that way. And even if she said that as a joke, I'd be interested in knowing what made her say that as a joke. And so it just speaks to the fact that while, you know, I don't know if women think of men as being dateable, men definitely think of women being uh, being undateable. And in Venus's case, she might be one of the people that might be un- undateable. But with that said, though, I'm just saying that stuff. And the reason I'm just saying that stuff is because I don't really know anything about Venus. It's like, while it seems like I I feel like I know everything about her sister. Venus has always been the more reserved one. It's like off the court, the only thing I can think about when it comes to Venus was when she was in that car accident years ago and she hit, hit another car and it resulted in a man dying. He had a heart attack or something like that. But outside of that, you don't really hear anything about Venus's personal life or anything like that definitely definitely not her dating life i actually had to google it and even when i googled it it's like i saw that there was like a relationship here relationship there but nothing like notable like her sister who who, serena who seems like you know everything about everybody that she's dated she's dated celebrities she's dated this guy that guy and not to say that there's anything wrong with any of that hey you date who you date you do what you do So maybe Venus joked about being undateable because she's crazy, which goes back to one of the reasons that I said in that episode that men declare women to be undateable or maybe just being realistic and serious about the thing. Maybe she just makes bad choices like the rest of us. Um, It's like, which leads me to wonder like what her exes might say about her. But even in that, it's like, how much stock can you really put into what somebody's exes say about you? I mean, 
of course, everything I say about my exes is 100% true and objective. At least I think so. But going back to Venus, she is a Gemini. So she does have some crazy built into her just because she's a Gemini. And shout out to all the Geminis. Anyway, while I was thinking about Venus's undateability, though, and this is the real point of this episode, I started thinking about women who are like at the top of their game, uh, metaphorically. And in her case, like the top of the world and thinking about how that might impact dating options. And just speaking financially, it's like, I hear uh, like women that make six figures complaining about the lack of options and finding somebody quote unquote on their level. And, and I'm not even gonna get into how stupid, um, well, what I think about the whole thing about being on somebody's level and what that entails, even though by saying it's stupid, I guess that is me like giving my opinion and getting into it. But anyway, but with that said, if you're Venus Williams, who is like point oh in the point oh 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 one percent class in terms of finances, and I don't mean to count our money while I, I'm counting her money. She's reportedly worth $95 million. Okay. So who does she date if she's looking for someone else that's worth $95 million? Someone, quote unquote, on her level. So, and it's so different from guys that might be worth $95 million because guys don't have those types of financial restrictions of what a woman has to make to be considered. And because of that, the $95 million guy, he has a ton more options. And before I move on, I'll also say what's interesting about Venus is that she's hood. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Actually, I'm saying that in a positive way, believe it or not. Yeah. So I'm, I don't mean to crap on her. I'm just saying that as refined as she might be, she might have grown to be over the years since she started making money. She's still from Compton. And why you can take the girl or in this case, woman out of Compton, you can't take the Compton all the way out of the woman. So I'm sure there will be many times that the $95 million boyfriend would be appalled at times when the Compton comes out of her because he's not used to that because most $95 million men they usually grew up with silver spoons and they're not used to the hood behavior. It actually reminds me of Eve, the rapper. Um, she's married to a multi-million dollar dude. And that dude, which what compounds that their relationship is that the dude is British. And I saw her in an interview back in the day and she was asked like how her and her husband relate to each other. And if she had to kind of tone herself down and what she basically said was that she's from Philly and the Philly's still in there. And for people that don't know, Eve is from Philadelphia. And basically what she was saying, or at least the way I interpret it was that, you know, there was some hood that's still in there and it comes out. And when it does, it does. And he just has to deal with it again. I'm not saying I'm not saying that in a bad way. Most of us, especially black men, we like a little bit of spice. I know women like a little bit of spice as well. They used to call it dating a bad boy or having a little thug in them or something like that. When we talk about women, we refer to it as spice. And a lot of women, a lot of men like a little spice. 
just not too much that we'll get heartburn from it. But yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But I'm just not sure how many $95 million dudes would like a little spice. So I'm just saying that that might be that might be an issue between Venus and their fellow $95 million pool candidates or whatever. Now, that is, of course, if she's limited herself to only dating people on her quote unquote financial level. And let me just say this about levels, because I hear that word more and more, and not just talking about the financial thing, but just levels in general, because oftentimes people don't necessarily articulate what they mean when they talk about somebody being on their level or wanting somebody on their level or anything like that. And this is me saying this after I said I wasn't going to get into it. I guess I'm going to get into it now, but I'm going to do it briefly. Anyway, first of all, like I said before, I hate the word. I think it's stupid. And what's funny about it is, while nobody admits admits to it because they want to be considered as humble it when you talk about levels it implies that there are people that are beneath you and on a side note if you ever if you ever say that you're humble or use that word while referring to yourself in any way then you're probably not humble as a matter of fact i'm saying that you're not humble so like i said like i was saying about the whole thing about levels and stuff like that it apply. It implies that there are people beneath you, and that's not good. And this is one of those episodes where I'm gonna like go and plead the case of the minimum wage worker and say that Venus, the Venuses of the world, should be giving them a shot. Nah, I'm not even knowing that. Even even though there are tons of decent dudes that don't make anywhere near ninety five million dollars, still. That's not what this is about. Pleading their cases and talking about how dare you not give them a look not what you're into. It is what it is. But what I am saying that if you narrow your focus to only people that are similar to you, in this case being financially, it's going to severely limit your options. And that's whether you're making like $95 million or whether you're making $100,000. And whether you're making $95 million or you're making six figures, you you can't be so naive to think that you're in the average category of earners in this country, especially even in this country. If you go to other countries, then definitely it's not realistic. But in this country, it's not even realistic because, for example, if you make $100,000 a year, that puts you in the top 15% of earners in this country. It's like, think about that. <laughs> It reminds me one time, me and my homeboy, we went to visit his homegirl one time just to kind of get away, hang out and stuff like that. And she was a big time executive making nice money. She was making like, um, shoot, I know she was making well into the six figures. And the funny thing about it is the three of us, we were talking and stuff like that, having a good time. And you just talking about money in general. And she mentioned how much she made. Thus, how I know that she makes in the six figures, high six figures. And she actually said that she thought that everybody was making money like that. <laughs> Maybe not the exact amount, but she thought what she was making was like average. And me and my homeboy looked over at each other was like, what world is this woman living in? So if making 100 is in the puts you in the top 15%, what she was making probably had her in the top 5%. So it's just interesting the way that people think. But getting back to the point, 
Um, if you make 100 k then that puts you in the top 15% of earners in this country. Then if you, then of that 15K, I mean, of that 15%, you have to rule out the gender that you're not attract, attracted to if you're looking for somebody on your own financial level. You're in the top 15%. That means you have 15% people that you can date. Um, so you have to rule out the people in the gender that you're not attracted to. So well, ladies, if you're attracted to dudes, but not women, then you have to rule out all the other women, vice versa. You know how that goes. So that cuts down on your number right then. And then amongst that number that's left, you have to further narrow that down. You have to further narrow your options down by ruling out the physical and personality traits that you're not interested in. So that knocks out however many people. And then you have to rule out the people that are involved, you know, people who are married or in relationships or otherwise, things like that. Or maybe you don't have to, depending on how grimy you are. Hey, this is the no judgment zone. So, hey, if you are grimy like that, looking to steal somebody's uh, wife or husband, knock yourself out. I am not making any judgment. If you can take them, that means they were there to be taken. It is what it is. So, again, this is not to tell you that you should be like looking at the minimum wage dudes and giving them a shot if that's not what you want to. It's not telling you even that you should cut back on your standards. I know oftentimes, I remember me and Reggie, we had conversations and talking about women have too many um, things on their list. And then Reggie brought out the three page list, which was weird. But women having too many things on their lists and stuff like that. And they need to cut back on their list and all that stuff. I am not telling you to cut back on your list. I am not telling you you should, you should cut back on your standards, whatever your thing, whatever your thing is. If that dude has to make as much of you, as much as you or more in some cases, you go with that. I just want to get away from the whole idea of using the word levels. And I also want to get away from speaking badly about people just because they don't meet your criteria. Like if I hear another chick talk about broke in words, and you know what that is, for example, it's like, hey, people are who they are. And if they're not you. You know, it is what it is. But with that said, if you don't cut back on your standards and you do require all of these things, like I said, the 15 percent, you cut that back. on, You cut out these people and that lowers it to however many you cut out these people. It lowers out that many people and blah, blah, blah. You have to accept and acknowledge that if you're going to maintain those standards and you are in that real shallow dating pool. You have to acknowledge that the reason that the pool is so shallow is because you have have removed most of the water from that pool. Yeah, it's not that the pool is shallow just because, nah, you took your little bucket and dumped all the water out of the pool. So you have to accept it. So you can't be saying, yo, there are no good men out here and you can't say there are no good women out here. There are tons of good, um, decent brothers. There are tons of good, decent sisters out here. It's just that they don't fit your criteria. Doesn't make them bad. Doesn't make them broke in words. Doesn't any of that stuff. It's just not for you. And you have to accept the fact that you might have to be by yourself for an extended period of time because of your standards. No shame in that. No shame in that. Because the thing about it is, if you have something on your list and you know for a fact that somebody 
that doesn't have that thing on your list, if you know that being with that person is going to make you miserable because of what they don't, because they don't have that thing, yeah, you shouldn't be with them just because you have too many things on your list. But that's neither here nor there. What it comes down to ultimately is that, you know, there's no shame in acknowledging that you might have a lot to do with the reason that you're single. And it's not the other gender. It's not like all women are this. It's not all men are this. So I know that I do. I know that I have to acknowledge my stuff when analyzing why I'm single and what I, yeah, what my standards are because I do have standards and I'm not ashamed of that, but everybody does. Yeah. And, and, and let me, let me make sure to make this point. I mentioned Venus throughout this whole thing and really she was just like the vehicle to drive to the point I was trying to get to because I know absolutely nothing about Venus. And even though I said that in the beginning is worth reiterating, I don't know that woman, obviously. I don't know anything about that woman. I don't know what her standards are. And I have no idea um, the reason why she's single. And I don't even have any evidence of her being undateable. It's just when she said that she was undateable, it just kind of like, spark something in me and I was like ha huh, that's interesting uh, so yeah I don't know anything about her I don't know what makes her undateable all that stuff uh, except she's a Gemini shout out to all the Geminis I mean come on now Geminis y'all know y'all are crazy come on I mean let's call it what it is but anyway that's just kind of a joke well kind of anyway let me move on let me send a shout out and and whatever else you would send to someone who's ill. But let me send a shout out to Bismarcky. Um, Bismarcky is 57 years old and has type 2 diabetes. And what resonates with me is I remember an interview in 2014 where he was asked about it. And he said, like, they could cut off my feet. They could I could lose body parts and things like that. We're referring to the consequences of his diabetes. As of the time of this recording, he's still alive, despite reports, these false reports that he died. I tell you what, man, the media in their efforts to be first, and this is somebody with a coming from a journalism background, with all of their efforts to be first, boy, I tell you what, boy, it doesn't even matter anymore if they get it wrong. Just putting that man in the grave before he's, anyway, there's no need to get into that. But anyway, by the time that you hear this, knowing that most people won't listen to it on the actual day that it goes up, there's really no telling what his condition might be. And and that's why I'm bringing it up. And it, it reminds me like back, it was New Year's Eve. I was at a party and this was a few years ago in a hotel and he was DJing in one of the rooms and it was like different rooms that you could go in and all of that stuff. And when I went into the room where he was DJing, there weren't even like 10 people in, in the room that he was in. And I just remember thinking while I was in that room, it's like, do the people at this party like not realize who was up in here spinning? <laughs> it's like Biz Marquee. But, but a lot of people didn't know he was a DJ. But anyway, just the fact that he was there just DJing for like such a small group of people, it's like, it was just weird to me. Like you could like actually go up and touch him. Now, 
gotta be weird to actually go up and touch him but that's neither here nor there the point is you get the point so shout out to him um i hope he recovers i guess i i don't know i mean you know boy life also i want to shout out to um prince marky d prince marky d of the fat boys another rap group he died in February, and I didn't mention it then, but for some reason, when I heard the news about Biz Marquis, it made me think about Prince Marky D. Prince Marky D, he died, like I said, in February when he was 53 years old, and he died of congestive heart failure. And I don't want to get into the details about this, and you know, people talk about, say I talk about health too much, but for the demographic of this podcast, I feel like I have to keep harping on this because... Stuff like this, man. Come on, y'all. We we have to do better. I know that we want to chill as we get older because of the time that we put in on this earth and all of that stuff. But because of that, that means that we need to work harder on ourselves, not just the mental, but the physical, not just the physical, but the mental. So that's all I'll say about that. And, you know, yeah, hope for the best for Biz Marquis. And the last thing that I'll say before closing this whole thing out is I want to acknowledge that this is the 4th of July weekend coming up. And I want to send a happy 4th of July weekend to everybody out there Um, for the non-American audience. Like I mentioned people earlier, the people that's listening in Gaza, go figure that one. This is a day to celebrate America's independence from British rule. For me and many others, though, it has always been a day that we just saw as a day to work, a day that we don't have to go to work and we get to grill outside and eat barbecue. I guess I shouldn't be talking about barbecue after after going through that whole thing about biz and talking about how we need to take care of ourselves. So I'll just say, yeah, eat vegan, eat vegetables. That's what we do on our day off, days off on the 4th of July. I guess that's what we should be doing on the days off anyway. But part of the reason that a lot of us only see it as a day off of work is because for many of us, when we think of 1776, we think about our ancestors being enslaved in this country. So to celebrate America's independence would be complete, would be to completely ignore, in this case, my family's history. And, you know, it's funny because it's a history that is so greatly celebrated by every other ethnicity because when they think about think back to their ancestors, they can think about more positive things and not um, being beaten, killed, raped, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, with that said, I'm sure that the indigenous people, the Native Americans, they probably see it much in the same way that, that many Black people do. So shout out to them. Um, we stand, We have something in common. And it's kind of like I said in the last episode when I was talking about women who has it worse when they go take their physicals. When we're talking about Native Americans and Black people, we can have a healthy debate as to who had it worse. But I think the thing that we can do is both acknowledge that neither one of us had it really good. And when you look at, honestly, where we are in this day and age today, the natives have it worse. Yeah. And, and don't get it twisted. I, I want to be clear about this. This is not some kind of anti-American rant or anything like that. I love living here. There is no other place that I would choose to live now, except maybe Monaco, someplace on the South of France, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I love living here. So 
this is not some anti-American, I hate America stuff, I love this country, but you're not anti-American if you admit that there's some fucked up shit that's been going on, there's some fucked up shit that currently goes on, and there's some fucked up shit that will go on. It's kind of like, I love my crackhead uncle, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't make him any less of a crackhead. I love him, but he's still a crackhead. So think of America as the crackhead uncle. I love him. I embrace him. I wouldn't trade him in for the world. But you have to acknowledge that he smokes crack. Probably not the best analogy, but happy 4th of July, everybody. <laughs> I'm done here. Um, sorry, sorry, Venus, to use you as an example. I wasn't speaking about you specifically as if Venus Williams is listening to this. And sorry to all the Americans who are offended that I said something negative about America, the country that I love, and I have the, the country that gives me the right to say whatever the fuck I want to say. So on that note, say goodbye, Reggie. Reggie didn't say anything, so I'll say goodbye for him. You can hit the music, even though the music's already playing. Goodbye. <laughs>